Hey, what's up, La Familia? You crazy football-loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating and listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. Welcome, everybody, to the Inter-Miami podcast. I, for once, get to go first, and I am Than Harrington. And I am uh, here with my, uh, I guess, kind of healing, Jay Kington. Like, are, are you okay, bud? I'm trying my best to hold it together. You can see I'm a little bright. Uh, probably peeling in several areas of my body with a, a brain operating about, I don't know, I'm... 60% efficiency right now. So it might, might take a, another day or two for me to really be able to, to process high-level thoughts. Yeah, if you could uh, see him right now, he looks like Larry the Lobster from SpongeBob SquarePants. He was <laughs> uh, down in the Dominican Republic representing the boys on a uh, on a trip. It was a quote-unquote work trip, but we all know what work trips divulge into. So, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, but... Uh, you put How else are you doing, bud? Hundred salespeople on a all-inclusive beach resort, man, and they're gonna cut loose. They're gonna they're gonna get those demons out of them. Well, it's safe to say I had emergency services on standby as the responsible adult this week. So I had your Maybe back one. from a yeah, I had your back from a couple hundred miles away here, but. Um, yeah, hey everybody, you know, we're here to talk about the Philadelphia Union. You could call this our state of the union, uh, you know, addressing the league, letting everybody know that we are here. Statement of the union. Ooh, I like that statement of the union. We'll have to go with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we admittedly we're wrong once again with our predictions i think you actually predicted the draw and i predicted the beat down uh, i'm glad to say i was right and you broke your curse of uh poor predictions in our favor leading to a, a colossal loss so congratulations yeah i feel like anytime we give worse predictions like we're, we're all, it doesn't hurt as bad i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna take the the two two draw and take the solace of of the two goal situation so at least i got that part right but Hey, I, the shutout was just the cherry on top, man. Yeah, I mean, absolutely rolling in here. I mean, we'll touch base here real quick on on uh, a couple of key highlights, but you know, rolling in, we were expecting to see maybe a rotated lineup with the CCL starting for Philly this week, and uh, no, Curtin came in saying, "No, no, no, we need these points. These are the points we want. We think we can get them from Miami." and uh, he found out how hard it was going to be to come down to Drive Bank Stadium and steal three points away from this club. Uh, it was definitely, uh, if you missed a game, you definitely missed out on one of the best ones in recent history. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of what, what I was expecting, but no, full force. And um, which is even, I guess, 
boast more to the testament of of just how great this performance was. You know, I I, I hope this is what the this whole season will be about. But man, I mean, you cannot be upset with with this, and we're gonna get into it. But I mean, some some very fond memories. I'm gonna be. Um, I'm jealous that I wasn't there in person to see uh, both of these goals, actually. But at least when we see the replays for the next several years, probably of uh, any remembrance post about Robbie Taylor's goal, is just gonna gonna take me back to the all the sins I committed in in the DR. Well, instead of talking about sins, let's talk about uh, sins that our attack committed to this Philadelphia back line. Let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, so last game score, obviously, 2-0 us. Um, not many people predicted that. I think it was uh, scrolling through Twitter, top bins, all of their folks from the Charlotte podcast picked Philadelphia Union. I let them hear about it. I've been letting everybody hear about it. If you've seen any post on Twitter, I've been raging. Jay doesn't have any control over me on there anymore. So, uh, <laughs> but no, Inter Miami like follow up with uh, the follow with the Philly podcast too. Yes, yes, yeah. That our boys great. did a great was... job following out or following up with them, and uh, we have been uninvited from the return <laughs> leg. So it's uh, yeah, good good times all around. But uh, according to the MLS app, you know how the formations change depending on what app you're looking at. We walked mm-hmm. out in a four two three one. Uh, lineup stayed the same. We had the injury report, uh, which ruled out Campana, Noah, Ian, Edison, and uh, looks like Robbie might be one of the closer ones to coming back soon from his hamstring injury. So uh, might be able to see him get some burn here soon. Uh, and then the union came in full strength with no players listed as out or questionable. Uh, with that being said, we already know the inner Miami lineup didn't change. I'll run through it again, though. It's Calendar, Yedlin, Kristoff, uh, McVeigh, Negri, Mota, Gregory, Pizarro, Stefanelli, Coco, and Yosef Martinez. Philadelphia Union came out, again, full force. Uh, Blake, Mabizo, Glesnes, Elliott, Kai Wagner, Bedoya, Martinez, Flash, Gazdog, Carranza. And Ure. So, I mean, you could tell right there the statement was made. The statement yep. was, we are coming for those points, like we already said. Um, looking at that, Jay, what do you think? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, we'll take it, you know. Uh, I, I don't think there was much of a reason to change anything. Um, I was also happy to see uh, Robbie Taylor uh, get some time as well. You know, he was dealing with a little bit of an injury. But um, the, the the earlier that I, we can all see Campana and um, and Joseph Martinez together, I think the better. But now that's the double edged sword, right? Because it's obviously going to probably require a formational change. And is is that a good idea considering the previous two results? I I think at this point, and we'll find out this weekend. But you don't fix what not, what's not broke, you know? Yeah, right. Um. But continuing on, let's get into the highlights of the game here. Uh, Drake was tested early. Tenth minute, Coco Jean. Uh, wow, I just totally slipped right through his name Ooh. there. Coco Jean. Freud in. It's in there. Oh, damn. You just want to get to that. You want to get to that highlight. I do, I do. Coco would lose the ball. A well-timed tackle from Kai Wagner. Uh, Carranza would snag the loose ball. Uh, take the shot that would end up safely in Drake's hands. Not going to lie, seeing that, I got a little nervous real early. Uh it wasn't a bad play by Drake to start. It was good distribution. Coco just got lost in the midfield. He turned, and boom, one of the best uh, defenders in the league was right on top of him. 
And uh, it was a poor giveaway, but hey, Drake was up to it. Uh, and then out of nowhere, this game gets very chippy very quickly. Uh, Kai and Coco got in each other's face. Uh, I was thought we'd see a card for Coco because he put his head right up to the forehead of, of uh, Kai and uh, started jawing at him. It's just that, that was, French uh, passion. That's all that is. Well, French. It's a love yeah, language. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The love language of of getting in your face and screaming. I can't tell you how many Frenchmen have actually seen scream. I guess the last person I would say I saw a head button scream was Zidane. We all know how that worked out for him. So, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, moving forward, uh, Leon Flach, he decided to take out a little frustration from the union and he tackled Mota down, earning himself a yellow card in the 21st minute. Uh, I actually laughed at this play 24th minute. Uh, we were on the break or we were about to have a throw in for a break. I would say, and Jose Martinez delayed the restart by throwing another ball onto the field. Listen, I know a lot of fans were pissed at that. As as a soccer player or soccer lover through and through, I love that idea. I was like, okay, yeah, just go ahead and shithousery. Everyone loves yeah. shithousery, right? Like that. Yeah. It's 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 funny. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, who did that last year? It was a bigger game. I remember last year in, in the MLS, and somebody did that. Like and grabbed they... the ball and threw it into the stands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was. Uh, uh... What I can't remember. That was epic, though. And that, oh, that received and, so much love. That was, that was just a fun, uh, like hilarious sequence. Yep, I, I absolutely love that. It was a good time. Um, and then DeAndre Yedlin, 29th minute, arm up to the face of Kai Wagner. I mean, it was it was more the follow-through that got him in trouble more than anything. It, he was trying to pin and get position around him to continue the break down the right-hand side. And uh, at that point, uh, you know, Wagner had been crying enough about the calls not going against his way that he finally got one. So be it. I think we just realized that we weren't going to, you know, it was a poor start to lead the yellow card race throughout the season. So Inter Miami came out strong and said, no, we're going to put our name back up in that hat. Yeah, I mean, we've we've always said that's the only stat we care about here at the Inter Miami podcast. So we got to keep it strong. We got it. We got to keep that yellow card race alive. Uh, but moving forward, 31st minute, uh, Inter-Miami won the ball back after a poor clearance by Andre Blake. Uh, found the head of Gregory. Gregory would find Coco, pass it off to Pizarro. Pizarro tried to take two defenders on at once. Looked like we lost possession. Coco flicks the ball over to his right, looking like Mota, ripping one from deep. And this thing, if you watched a replay, it had ever so slight movement it takes off like a rocket it dips down it actually hits the fingertips of andre blake but there was no stopping that ball it was a goal it was arguably uh it was coco it was coco no i yeah and i'm saying it was like mota where mota always teases oh oh, yeah yeah. always teases him up from that range um got to have a go yeah yeah have a go Uh, more on that later yeah, and <laughs> this uh, this goal arguably would have been one of our best of the season until be, until later in the match, where we'll talk about that here soon. Um, I don't know if you got to see it, Jay, but what were your thoughts on Coco pulling up from range? I I mean, I, anyone pulling up from range, I'm going to be a fan of, especially if it's on target. I mean, you'd really have to be maybe not like a a defender, but. Uh, you know, you got to take your, your 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 openings here against what is uh, we discussed. You know, the, arguably, that's probably a pretty easy argument. The best backline in the league. So saw the space, hit it with venom, uh, got the right dip on it, and you said it. Like, I mean, it's, there's you can't really even blame Blake for for not making that stop. That's an incredibly hard stop to make, and you know he's 
was the best goalkeeper uh, in the league last year, right? So I'll take that all day. Uh, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And again, the more we can create those shots from outside the box, I'm, I'm all for it. I thought it was a, a fantastic, fantastic goal and an absolute pleasure to see us uh, going up, right, and not having to, to go down and then chase ourselves and, and get back into the game. So I'll, we'll take that all day. And I think that goal right there, if he can continue that run of form or this new run of form, is going to help silence the folks like ourselves who kind of called him our uh, fashionista. He only trotted out for the new apparel lineups, and boom, here he is. Uh, yeah, he, it was he, like the the Ventura situation where like he barely played last year, and so no one really knew exactly you know what we have. And if this is what he can do consistently, then <laughs> it's a very good move by Hendo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, let's, let's hope he can continue that uh, because right now we are in need of a striker that can produce more on that later. Mm -hmm. uh, but here's where I got concerned again. It looked like Miami of old 34th minute. Uh, once again, we're talking about Drake's distribution. Hey, man, you know we love you, but uh, that was a bad ball out. Uh, Drake passes it out. It finds uh, Ure and Gazdog at once. They were able to run on a two-on-one and uh, – Gazdog would take a shot. I'm sitting there going, oh, here we are. One, It's 1-1. One, one. Here we go. Mm -hmm. we got to fight mm -hmm. again. But Drake makes an absolutely brilliant save. Uh, stonewalls it. Makes himself big at the last possible minute. Gets a little help on the clearance out and uh, you know allows us to progress forward. Uh, at this point, we might have been rocking on our heels a tiny bit, the 42nd minute. Uh, Union were on the prowl again as Bedoya sprinted up the wing, low cross into the box. Carranza hits a beautiful dummy to the feet of Gazdog, but for whatever reason, Gazdog left his shooting boots in Philly. Uh, this one I thought was a clear goal. Yeah. Like this, this one should have been tucked away, and he pushes it wide. I guess it would be at that point Drake's left. Um, yeah. So not saying Philly didn't get their chances. But they they should have capitalized on at least that one, I would say. You know, it, I they, agree. They, they, was, there were yeah. several times they, they, they had had a good look and they just yeah. they just couldn't convert. The final final look, talking about not being able to convert, uh towards the waning minutes of the first half, Ure would have a ball crossed into him, uh takes it kind of up over the shoulder and karate kicks it back towards Drake. We all think it's going up and in, but Drake reads it perfectly. His hand touched the back of the crossbar. He realizes mm -hmm. it's going over. Boom, halftime. Uh, what's your thoughts on the first half, Jay? Anytime we can, again, take the lead in the first half is is a glorious day uh, for Miami. That's been something that has been rare, certainly more in the, the first two seasons. But uh, this was going to be really the, the, the biggest test that we were probably going to face in the first several months. Um, this is a team that was in the finals last last year and uh just phenomenal phenomenal and i mean i was just in the i was in quite a quite a mood and quite a state so i was very very ecstatic to do that but you know just given what we're known for all right is is can we hold on to the lead can we kill a game off and with a team like philadelphia that can literally drop four goals with ease in a 90 minute period four plus right even like six if we want to get into it. Um, yeah, to, to, to hold them to, to no goals in the first half was phenomenal. Um, and it just it seemed like we were carrying that momentum and that, that, that desire and that drive that we had week one. And if we can continue that mindset and that passion, then it's going to be really a really great season for, for all of La Familia and for the club. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, definitely, like we already touched on, huge test. Uh, at least for the first 45 minutes, we answered the bell. Next 44, 45 minutes are here to come. Uh, start off 60th minute. Uh, Negri, and we're going to touch base on this. I'm getting a little concerned with this, uh, his injury. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it here. Is is prone to injury right mm-hmm. now, first mm-hmm. two games. Uh, but Sailor came on. Uh, Stefanelli came off. And uh, the Duke himself came on in the 60th minute as well. Uh, Philly responded with changes of their own in the 62nd minute. Ure was off for Torres. And Flatch came off for uh, 19-year-old McLinn, who is a hot prospect coming up through the Philly ranks. Is uh Touted along the same side and along the same names as the you know, Aronson brothers, mm-hmm. uh, they they really think highly of this kid, and uh, you know just touching base on that real quick for the little he was out in the field, he definitely showed a tempo change. He he's he's going to be good if he can continue to progress, you know, with where he's at. So uh, one to keep an eye on. Uh, but after the substitutions, we would continue to turn the screws. Uh, Pizarro picks off a pass, works upfield via one-two combo play with Bryce Duke. Pizarro laid the ball off for Mota. We all thought this was it. We thought this was the one. He slams this thing. Andre Blake is mm-hmm. off his line, uh, not in great position for this. And Mota could not hit that crossbar any more square if he tried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought of you. I didn't know if you were watching. And I was like, oh, well, there's Jay's chance of the game. There it is. I mean, he's, he's got to do it at least once a game. And, yeah, it was so, so close. Uh, one of those were like your, your heart rate jumps up because you, you know, you realize that Blake's not going to get to it. And yeah. then it's just that instant rejection. And uh, that's, that's, that's honestly, that's why we love the sport. Well, and, and I can tell you. I think he'll have a few this season, though, so I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, with with a hairstyle like his, you, you better hope he's going to bring some flair, flair to the game. So you know, we got to. Yeah, but the way yeah. he dropped his head and like calculated, you could see it. Like it, it was, it was, it was about as accurate as it as it needed to be, off by half an inch or an inch. I could tell you, Apple TV when we were watching. You could hear the shot hit the, the crossbar. That's how I knew there was some venom to that. It was, mm-hmm. whoo, whoo. Uh, but, you know, as much as our heart dropped when uh, Mota missed that shot, our heart was in our stomach here very soon after. Gazdag was leading the charge uh, and sprung Carranza in on goal. Uh, again, it looked like one of those ones where Carranza's going to get some payback. He's going to say, hey, La Familia, remember me. Remember who I am. Uh, but Drake would not be denied. He got, uh, again, he just got big. And that's one of the things we've really been noticing with Drake. He's closing his angles really well this year, getting big, forcing the attackers into a less than ideal angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the reason why this ball didn't go in. Uh, in the 74th minute, moving forward, it's Robbie Taylor time. Robbie Taylor comes off for Coco, who uh, had an injury. Couldn't really tell. I believe it was something with his face at that point. Uh, the, the commentators at Apple TV really didn't go too far into it. Um, and then as well, Joseph Martinez was off. Ari Lasseter was on top. He was the, uh, the star man. And honestly, as I saw Ari go up top to be our quote unquote striker, I, uh, I'm starting to get a little worried. <laughs> I didn't know what we were going to have. I mean, I knew the pace was there, but mm-hmm. little, little Ari versus, you know, Glesnes or Elliot who like their shadow, could bury Ari Lasseter. I was kind of mm-hmm. concerned, not going to lie. Um, 
But no, we wouldn't have uh, long to wait. Uh, I'm still smiling ear to ear from this moment. 76th minute. Robbie Taylor would start his assault on the Union from the left-hand side. Passes the ball to Mota. Mota has a beautiful flick up. I don't think he gets enough credit for this flick up to Robbie while on the run. Robbie hits it right shoulder. And uh, as they say, the rest is history. He hits this thing like it was going supersonic. Blake never stood a chance. He just watched this thing. Goal of the week. Goal of the year. Call it now. Enter Miami's goal of the year. I'm calling it now. I'm, I'm just goal saying of the it. club. I'm going to say goal, goal of the club. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Campana, as you know, chip on L.A. was, I mean, not L.A. <laughs> Orlando was uh was nice, but that's guys catch and keep are all offline to 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 take that ball out of the air, flick it to yourself, and then yeah. just crush it. Was like, I mean, I, I like holy shit is all I could say. Yeah, I was very concerned that that ball was going wide, and I was concerned for whoever was in the north stand where that ball was going to meet because it was not going to be a good time for uh, for him if that ball went wide. But uh, no, that. Like I'm getting goosebumps. I got cold chills. That goal, like I, I stood up, my my mouth, I just dropped open, and and Riley goes, "Holy crap!" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, that's that's what happens when you hit that ball sweetly." And, um, the, and that was the moment. I think everyone realized, like, we're gonna do this. Yeah, like the, we're 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 about to go two and zero and take down what is projected to be the best team in the East and title contender. Yeah, I I know for me that was it, it got from n- nervousness to giddy anticipation after that goal mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I I was like oh my god we're going to do this. We're going to do this. I can't believe we're going to do this. Um but like I, like I would agree with you. Biggest goal in our club. I wouldn't say biggest goal in our club history but best goal I should say so far. Yeah, 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 fair. Yeah. Fair. Um and after that, I mean like we already kind of touched on it was Park the bus, Jose Mourinho style. We're parking the bus. Uh, substitution, 78th minute. Sullivan came on uh, for Martinez for Philly. Uh, 79th minute, Bodoya got a yellow, letting off some steam, getting a, you know, a little frustrated with the officiating. 86th minute, Bodoya came off. Perea came on. Uh, 90th minute plus two, Mota came off. Uloa came on. Uh, we had one more chance for the Union. Uh there was a cross in from Drake's left-hand side. Elliot jumped up. I thought they might steal one from us at the last possible minute. And Drake had that red pretty well. Collapsed down on it. Give us the three whistles, sir. Tweet, tweet, tweet. We beat the Union. That's how the game ends. What do you think, Jay? It was, was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Aw. used to say that about me once or twice. But <laughs> hey, that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just the dream start, man. It, it yeah. really is, and um, you know, uh, it's it's it just feels so good because it's been so tough these, for the first three years. You know, there's been a lot of pain, so it's just so good, so good. Puts us at the top yep. of the East. Um, you know, I don't want to step on your toes here in terms of you know stats or or, or good and bad. So we, you know, we can get into that uh, in a little bit. But you know, some individual players, I'm just really impressed with. Um, feel very happy and redeemed to take such a stout Pizarro stance, but we'll get there in a little bit, you know. But, um, stat wise, you know, I think the stats were 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 pretty damn evenly matched. Um, played well. You know, ESPN power rankings might tell you a different story, but they don't really know anything, so who cares? Uh, but stat wise, yeah, man, <clears throat> just run us through that. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if it's your first time listening, we always go enter Miami first and our opponent. Uh, so working our way down, possession was 48 percent to 52 percent shots it was 10 to 11 with shots on goals two to four passing accuracy which was a kind of a shock for me i would say 76 percent for each side that was definitely a poor passing display from the union uh definitely not one of our better nights either you could tell the ball was getting uh you know lost either on the defensive side or the midfield side at some points in the game um but again not not some of our best work on either side, I would say. Corner, 6-5. to five. Fouls, 14-17. to 17. We're bringing the thunder. Yellow cards, 1-3. <laughs> to three. Come on, boys. You got to do better. And uh, no red cards. So, I mean, that is what it is. We'll get back on that train here soon, I'm sure. But uh, the it's good inevitable. needs improvement and the bad. All right? Let's get with the good here. I, we'd be remiss to say Robbie Taylor's impact off the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just impact on on all the fans and all the watchers, man. I mean, that's uh, that's amazing. And you know, you see the. I always like to read the comments on the MLS goal of the week uh, in the voting, and you know, we've had the we've said the same thing about other people's goals. Like when they're you know voting, you'll have people that are obviously supporters of that team always going to vote their guy, but then you got the people that come on, they're like not even a question it's Robbie Taylor like mad respect you know we'll try and get a we'll try and get a goal of the week here in the, in the next few weeks but uh just phenomenal fantastic um that's 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 a goal that everyone will remember for probably the <laughs> the duration of their life i mean it's mm-hmm. it's that it's that great that's a goal you're going to see on tons and tons of marketing material not only from the club but also from the MLS like that is that is the goal that they will share to try and gain more fans for the MLS to to have more people say, hey, you know what? That goal was pretty nasty. The highlights of, of the goals of that season. Like, let's go ahead and check the MLS out next season. That's kind of how, how you grow this sport in the league. So can't say enough about that, the technical skill of that. And I got to give a shout out to uh, one of our fans and followers, Helbert underscore SV tagged us on a pitch side video of that goal. Arguably one of the best uh, videos we've seen. I've watched it over a thousand times. Uh, go to, go to our Instagram, check it out. It's a thing of beauty. Uh, also give it a, give it a check on area sports network. They've also shared it, trying to get some, uh, you know, views on not only inner Miami, but the MLS as well. It was, uh, mm-hmm. One of the things, like you said, you're going to remember it for a very long time. Yep. Um, but listen, I don't want to talk about this next point. I'm going to go ahead and let you talk about it because I know you're going to you're going to have more to say than I will. So go ahead. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just bizarre. Just two games in a row of silencing all the haters. Uh, you know, made MLS Team of the Week uh, this week, which was uh, just just a beauty to see. Um, He's he has such ability. He's he is so good with his feet, which we saw with 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 shaking several defenders. Um, you know, I think leading up to that, that Coco goal it was, but he couldn't. I don't. I just felt like he couldn't stay down for long enough, right? Like he needs to redeem himself. Uh, he's played so so great, and I'm I'm just so excited that uh, I feel happy for him, right? Like you want players to be the happier they are, the more confident they are, the better the results they're going to produce for, for the squad. And what he's doing right now is just undeniable, undeniable. And he's really cementing himself as a starter, 
um, week in and week out. And that was something that I was probably one of the few individuals that, that thought Pizarro was going to start for us in, in the Montreal game. And uh, I just, I love to see it. You know, I'm not going to be over obnoxious here, um, at least not on the uh, the podcast, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, I've, I've been away from the discord for a little bit trying to recover, but I'm coming and I'm raining fire and brimstone tomorrow. I'm just going to have some fun with it. But yeah, uh, couldn't, could it be more, more impressed with them, more happy. And, uh, just another shout out for team of the week, coach Phil Neville. Uh, that's a really great thing. Obviously you take down the union. You, you probably deserve that. Uh, and then Mota uh, on the bench of, of team of the week, uh, which was, uh, the only players that we had, um, I, you know, maybe I, I understand why Robbie wasn't on there because it was only, you know, what, 15 minutes a play or whatever. But it, it's just good to see consecutive weeks with, with multiple members of the, of the club in there. And, uh, yeah, if he keeps it up, he's going to turn and you're starting to see a lot of the fans already turn around, uh, like, you know, on, on, on the Facebook group or on social media and, um, yeah, just love to see it. So let me ask, since we're on the topic of player of the week. It was also one of our points, you know, that Drake had great command between the sticks. Mm-hmm. Do you think Drake got slighted for team of the week? I do think Drake got slighted for team of the week. I, I honestly, I, I would have to see how many saves uh, Yarborough had, but against a Philly team, if you can hold Philly to, to, to clean sheet, that's, that's one of the most impressive things, right? People are were kind of joking, but honestly not joking that they're going to break the, the, the scoring record this year. So I think that's an incredible achievement to do it two weeks in a row, right? Six saves, uh, week one, four saves week two. So you're, you know, 10 saves in the first two games, two clean sheets. Uh, he is making a strong case. And if he can keep this form up, then he should be able to, to take home goalkeeper of the year. Um, especially if we can get his distribution up, but, uh, but yeah, love it. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. I think Drake did get slighted a little bit. I mean, we'd be a little, it'd be a little concerning if both of us didn't agree with that statement there. Mm -hmm. I was trying to see real quick. So Yarbrough actually has, on the season, he has 15 total saves to Drake's 10. Oh, okay. How many last week? I I don't have it down right now. I'm going to be honest with you. I'll find that. Um, Don't worry. Yeah, go ahead and look at that but then i would also counteract that yeah he has 15 saves to drake's 10 but drake has two clean sheets to that with 100 obviously 100 save accuracy so i don't know i feel like against my Kansas city it was it was a, it was a scoreless game I, I mean like if it's going solely off saves and yeah, I, I get it but it'd be hard to score with a man who can make that many uh that many saves 15 is is 15 saves is quite high so he did 11 saves in the game okay. yeah yeah okay maybe maybe don't <laughs> don't add, add us on twitter for that but but i mean still though it's kansas versus philly yeah. i'm yeah. i'm going to say yeah, it's what it is uh yes we are going to be a little bit biased to our guy uh Again, you'd be shocked if we weren't. Uh, but continuing on, the good, the continued use of the high press. I'm loving this high press. Absolutely loving it. Get in their face early. Way too way too many times last year we were too uh, content with letting them come across the midfield mm-hmm. line, and then we would make our moves. We got to get under the skin. We got to make our moves early. Um, yep. Don't don't leave our back line in a constant state of threat awareness i would say like last year if you look at our back line there was no time for them to rest react you know 
adjust to the situation. They were constantly having to move, 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 because we were just letting the pressure come almost all the way back to them at times. So, mm-hmm. um, and you do that uh, high press, like you're right. You, you, you let them know from, you know, the first few minutes, like, Hey, we're here to play. It's not going to be easy. We're going to make you uncomfortable. And by the way, the North stands aren't going to shut up the the entire game either. And it's going to be nonstop shouting uh, songs and, and, and chanting. And, and that's like, you want to be able to press well at home, right? That's how you kind of defend um, the, your, your, your home. And, and, and that's what we need more of. Yeah, absolutely. Now, does this continue throughout the season? I sure hope so. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. And uh, one thing I didn't have on here for the good, uh, shout out to La Familia. Apple TV had you guys bumping through our speakers at home. It sounded amazing. Uh, you guys were on point. So we need to keep that up uh, in, you know, in a unified manner for sure. Um, but last point I would like to bring up on the good Bryce Duke off the bench. It it was like a totally different gear when he came out there. He was getting in the face of the Philly midfielders. He was winning the ball back, making plays. Um, you know, it's good to see him consistently getting some more burn. Don't get me wrong, I want to see Stefanelli continue to grow with the team, but it's hard it's gonna be hard for Phil at some point to keep Bryce on the bench, I would think. Yeah, I mean and we've seen in previous seasons, uh, a much more thin roster to where you know, you would need to relieve one of your players and someone's coming off the bench. I mean, they can maybe hold it together, but they might not necessarily make an impact. And I just feel like we have a lot of people we can bring off the bench now that can change games and completely turn things around. So, um, and, uh, and shout out to, uh, our, our defensive line, Ben don't break. Um, you know, some credit there, quite a, probably a bit of credit there to, to Drake for making great saves. Um, but a is just, is looking phenomenal. Yeah, so much for the useless Ukrainian. Yes, I'm going to keep saying that every week. <laughs> every week. Gonna People keep don't forget. Yep. People don't forget. I, over here at Inner Miami Podcast, keep all the receipts. So just keep yep. that in the back yep. of your minds. <laughs> uh, we, we will get petty if we have to. Oh, dude, I, I am petty. Call me Tom. Call me Richard. I am one of the petties, boys. <laughs> uh, but hey, look at what needs improvement. Um I don't know what your thoughts on this. Uh, this is my personal take. Uh, the service into Joseph Martinez, uh, you know, we brought him in. We wanted him to be uh, our, our shining star next to Campana. Campana goes down. So we're like, all right, cool. Joseph's our guy. Here we are. And we can't get him the ball. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's the struggle that Iguain had when he first came as well. You know, you can bring in an amazing striker, but if you can't get the ball to him in, in, in good airs on the field uh, or the pitch rather. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they won't score the number of goals that they should be scoring. And Drake, yes, not Drake. What am I talking about? Yosef has been on, see where my mental state is, man. Yeah. Try it. Yosef uh, has been on a decline since, you know, his scoring record year in, in when they came in and, and won the cup, uh, the goals have kind of trickled down for sure. But if he is going to be able to redeem himself and get back into a, a really decent form. Um, and I think he only needs two more goals to, to break a hundred goals in the league, which is pretty damn quick time to do it considering really hasn't been that long since he's been here. Um, yeah, we got to get the distribution needs to be better. And um, that will be masked by every time we win a game. And if we're calling on individuals, who are not going to be expecting to score in matches 
that'll kind of hide that. But at some point of the season, that's going to get exposed. So I really hope that's something that we can uh, improve upon. And I'm so not sure if it will get better if we start running to a, at top, right? That's uh, it's going to be something to, to keep our eye on over the, the, say, first third of the season. I think it does get better if we run two at the top. Because right now we're trying to play a style that we got used to with Campana up top. Dunk it up over the top. Let mm-hmm. him do his thing. Newsflash. Elliot and Glesnes tower over Martinez. You're not going to win that battle. Mm-hmm. And we kept trying to do it and kept trying to do it. And, yes, he had a brilliant chance that we I, you know, I was remiss to put on here where he probably could have tucked the one away early on in the game. So be it. But that was his one real impact of this match. You know, he... He was up there, he was running, he was moving, creating space, you know, doing all the things that we'd ask somebody who's not necessarily in the game to do. Uh, but I, I do believe that when Capana comes back, we might see the, better, the best of Joseph Martinez. He'll be able to get in and out of space. He'll be able to make the runs without all eyes on him, even though, you know, you'd be a fool not to have somebody marking him like that the entire game. Uh, and it's important to like the mental state of the of the forward as well. Like you want them to be confident in themselves and you certainly don't want them to start maybe calling out the club or lack thereof. He is, I guess, kind of known as one of the more outspoken, maybe dare I say hot headed individuals in the league. So you don't want him getting frustrated. That relationship going sour. Then we're really not going to be getting nearly what we wanted from him. Yeah. I mean, you could say if you, if things go sour with him and the team kind of turns around, that would flip the table more ways than one. Would flip the table, and I have a feeling that uh, Team Chef would not be making a rose con pollo for uh, the remainder of the season, just to avoid it. Right? He's like, yes. "Yo, Joseph's not happy. You don't, don't make it." Yeah, absolutely. Like you see him in the back, like talking to one of the sous chefs. What are you doing? You need to put that back. As Joseph's like yeah. growling through the the, <laughs> the lunchroom, but um, you know, I don't want to touch too much on this piece. We already talked about it. Uh, Drake's distribution. It's going to be a constant thing that needs improvement throughout the season. We've we've reviewed it. We've talked about it. No need to beat a dead horse. Boom. So be it. Uh, Negri, we talked about this a little bit. We, we alluded to it as we were going through the recap. He has an auspicious injury slash knock run that is starting to appear. He is a warrior when he's out there. Don't get me wrong. But then all of a sudden, 60th, 70th minute, the wheels come off and he's hurt. Whether that's Phil trying to protect his new asset to get him up to speed with the MLS, whether that's a true injury concern, I do not know. Uh, I, for one, like Negri. I think he's going to be awesome for us if he can stay healthy. But it doesn't mean it's not sitting in the back of my mind like this guy has Robbie Robinson syndrome going on right now. what, yeah, I mean, I know. Um, I, I would say, hold on, before you go on, okay. it's not quite as bad as Robbie, but you know, every time Robbie <laughs> yeah. stepped out on the field, he got a knock, he got an injury, or yeah, he was yeah. coming off early because something pulled. So uh, it didn't mean to cut you off, but go ahead. Yeah, no, um, I didn't, I didn't see it um, again. You know, I, I didn't get to watch the game in its entirety, just being at the event, but certainly watched the extended highlights. But I do remember week one when he went down, he he put his arm up to the bench like come get me and it reminded me um what was it i don't know like 2014 and or 15 with dalvin cook at, at fsu when, when he was playing through the whole season with a hamstring injury and he would break through a hole and and, and you know 10 yards up on the defense and would feel it tied up and just go down because he didn't want to he didn't want to ruin the season and i you know 
I, we don't know exactly what this is. Maybe Phil is trying to get him up to speed. Maybe he knows his body well and just doesn't want to to aggravate it any further. So it, it's something to keep an eye on. It's certainly not ideal, but you know the good news is we do have a couple of players that could come in and, 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 and plug that hole. But if he goes down for an extended period of time, then that might open up a some you know might expose a little bit more in our defense. Well, just through two games, I know it's only through two games. He has only completed 150 minutes, or roughly an average of 75 minutes in a game. So, and I know I think the first run out against Montreal was a lot sooner because he went out. I believe it was the 60th minute, is what we yeah, said. I think he went down yeah. first, in like the yeah, in the 60th, and it might have been a couple minutes later that that he, they actually were able to sub him out. So, yeah. So I will say I should have mentioned this in the positive. Thank God for Chris McVeigh. I know that mm-hmm. he catches a lot of shit for no reason, but McVeigh uh, locked it down. I had no problems with Negri went off. They kind of went to that back five ish at one point, and McVeigh took that left hand side and, and owned it. So, um, yeah, uh, enough with the negatives. Let's just get away from this. Uh, rankings. We're number one, baby. <laughs> oh, so okay. You got to specify what rankings. <laughs> Oh, Eastern, um, we're Eastern Conference. We're number one, baby. Okay, we're going to go Eastern Conference MLS rankings because then yeah. we're going to talk about the power rankings. But MLS, been, I feel like they're releasing them a couple of days later than, the, than they were last year. Um, so we, we can't speak on the, the, the week two MLS power rankings. We can comment on the week one MLS power rankings. But ESPN dropped their power rankings today. <laughs> Man, <laughs> he texted me like, I I don't even know that this dude could. It's gonna be very difficult to watch all the games, obviously, with all of them starting at the same time. For you know, wanting to do the whip around and everything, but like, I don't even know if this person watched the the Inter Miami Philadelphia game because it's just it's just laughable. But before we get to that point, and we can have some fun with that guy, R.I.P. His soul. Uh, yeah, MLS rankings, Eastern Conference, Miami number one, baby. Feels good. We've never touched that spot. Um, technically tied for first with New England, but first baby, we're first. That's why alphabetical order is a universally. I hope you're taking notes here, ESPN. Alphabetical order is a universal thing that everyone uses. So to slide us and put us in second after those power rankings was disrespectful. But Eastern Conference, it's looking great right now for us. Number one, again, New England, number two, technically. Um, Then it's Nashville in three, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Orlando, Philly, D.C., and Columbus rounding out the top nine. Below the the new playoff line, 10 to 15 here is Chicago, Toronto, New York Red Bulls, New York City's tough time for New York, um, both teams, and then Charlotte and Montreal, uh, who uh, are both pointless throughout the season. So um, Charlotte, it, it, I, I feel bad for you. makes me feel a little bit better that another expansion team is going to struggle in their first, uh, first couple years. Um, you know, and then, of course, on the West, the other expansion team, St. Louis, is, is doing quite well. But um, well, feels good. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll touch on St. Louis here in a, in a couple of minutes, but uh, you know, looking through the power rank or the Eastern Conference rankings, I'm sorry. See that I've got. I, I want to talk about these ESPN power rankings so bad mm-hmm. it's on my brain right now. Um, I got to admit, 
I know Montreal lost some pieces. Didn't think they'd be at the bottom starting at the uh, starting the season out. Uh, New York Red Bull again. I didn't think I'd see them around twelfth. And uh, you know, look at the expansion teams. Like look at look at the new the new blood. I would say, yeah, Inter Miami. You got Nashville. You got Cincy. Yeah, everybody's leading the charge on the eastern side. And then you look over at St. Louis, and again, we'll talk about them. But. Uh, yeah, the new blood is is pushing some of the old blood around a little bit. It's it's good to see. It's good to see it that it's competitive, it's competitive around the league. Uh, con- concerns for Charlotte, uh, they don't have an identity. There is zero identity in that team whatsoever. And the concerns for me is that it's going to kill off a an absolute fantastic fan base. Their fan base is one of the best in the league. Um, we always have great interactions with, with, uh, fan base. Like I said, top bins 90, their entire fan base. You know, I was letting them have it through the pod Twitter account about their wild berry pop tart kits. Uh, you know, and they were ripping us back. You know, it was a good time. I just don't want to see Charlotte's inability to do anything on the field, you know, kill off a passionate fan base like that. Um, but you know, moving forward, just, one, just, just before we jump off this, just one more thing. And there's, I think, um, what, like eight unbeaten teams, um, but in terms of you know the the, the teams, it's, it's Miami, New England, Seattle, and St. Louis, who are the f- only four teams who are you know six points on the season so far. So has have won both their games, and and that's a a very uh, very good feeling. And you know outside of St. Louis, a little too close, but feels good to be kind of in that category with uh, teams like Seattle or uh, or New England. I would agree. I would also use that 10 seconds of you speaking as a PSA to anybody who decides to bet on MLS because it's not worth it. You're not going to get your money back. It's it. This is, this is chaos in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hey, let's flip it over. Supporter shield time. We've got dreams, buddy. We've got dreams. <laughs> we're, uh, we're sitting here in second. And you know what? Rightfully so, because Seattle is, it's only two games in, but Seattle's back. Seattle looks like the Seattle of old. Uh, we are sitting behind them. They're in first. Uh, they have us pipped on goals four uh, at six, and we have four, which puts us back in second. Third is New England. Fourth is St. Louis. Fifth is Nashville. Sixth, Atlanta. Seventh, Cincy. Eight, those adopted children up in Orlando. Ninth, the Philadelphia Union. And rounding out the top ten is LAF. See, um, strong group to be to be in. I I don't mind mm-hmm. having our name up there with some of those teams. Um, obviously, it's a long season. There's going to be some changes in this. Um, you know, Portland's most likely going to make a run. Austin's going to rebound. Uh, Dallas, who knows what they're going to bring to the table later on in the season. Uh, just to be up there right now, and again, we understand it is only two games in a season. But if you've been with us since the beginning, let us have this. Let's, just let please us, have, let us this. have this. Just, just let, let us, us have enjoy this. Enjoy it. All right. Um, I realize we might sound a little ridiculous, but damn, it feels good. Yes. I go, you know what? Go back two seasons and listen to the losing streaks where we were sobbing into yeah. the mics. Um, yeah. So just let us have this. But. Again, yeah. to be up there with Seattle, to be up there with, you know, even, you know, even Nashville. Nashville mm-hmm. is always a, a consistent squad. Uh, to be in the same breath as, you know, Philly and LAFC two years ago, I would have laughed at you. Uh, I yep. would have laughed at you. So, um, 
but yeah, I mean, anything you want to touch on with that? No, uh, you, you said everything that needed to be said. All right. Well, let's go on to who we're playing next. We are taking on those nasty rat bird pigeons up in New York. It is NYCFC at Yankee Stadium, 7.30 p.m. EST. And if you look, you will see the massive Viking of a man from the Inter-Miami podcast sitting behind the Inter-Miami bench in the rain, in the snow, in the sleet, 20-mile-an-hour winds. We're going to go and have a blast. It's going to be a great time. Uh, you know, jokes aside though, I booked those tickets for Riley as a surprise and I looked at the weather and went, ah, shit, that sucks. <laughs> He'll still love it. He'll still love it. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. jealous. That'll be such a good time up there. Uh, yeah. obviously New York city struggling right now, or uh, NYCFC rather, I'd say, I mean, both t- New York teams are, but I would imagine one of them will, will at least rebound. Uh, it's a good time to play them right now. And it, it'll, it's a really solid chance to, to go three and oh, and then probably get a little bit more respect from from espn um so yeah you know it's, it's gonna be a really good game it's gonna be a fun game is the forecast saying it's gonna be like sleety horrible yeah, so um i when i looked earlier because you know lucy you know being a mom she was like make sure you pack all of its stuff i'm like all right i got it <laughs> um so it's actually changed now thankfully no, it actually hasn't. 60% chance of rain during the day, and then chance of rain in the evening, then a chance of rain and snow. Lows in the mid-30s, 20-mile-an-hour winds. Let's go. Mm, mm. <laughs> hey, you know what? It kind of reminds me of a colder version of your uh, day in uh, against Nashville, wasn't it? 2020, where it was an absolute hurricane rolling through the stadium, and you guys are out there. Oh, that was, uh, Cincinnati, time. the playing, the, 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 yeah, the 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 playing game or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Mikey Ambrose just rips one. The rain was moving sideways. Looked like yeah. there was a a white filter over the field. Yeah, it, but yeah. if you if you but that's what you sign up for. But go, yeah. you better go cheer. You better go support the squad. Even even no matter how wet or cold or frigid. Uh, the weather in your body becomes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, talking about NYCFC, let's talk a little bit of history. They were founded in 2013. They don't have a home. They play at City Field and Yankee Stadium. They sometimes have to beg their crosstown rivals for a little bit of pitch time. Is what it is. Nicknames they go by: the Boys in Blue, the Bronx Blues, the Pigeons, and one of the most detestable names. In football, the citizens. Cringy. Gross. Anyways, uh, you know, trophies won. Got to respect. They have the postcard-sized uh, banner. They won the 2021 MLS Cup. They were Eastern Conference playoff winners in 2021 and the runners-up in 2022. Uh, they won the regular season in 2019 for the Eastern Conference, and they were Eastern Conference regular season runners-up in 2016 and 2017. They also won the Campeones Cup in 2022. All-time series has not been great for us. Uh, six wins for New York City FC. Zero draws and a lone bright spot for our boys in the, the pink probability, and black. probability, and the way they're playing and the number of players they've lost. <laughs> You're telling me we, we got a chance. Um, yeah, you know, also also really fun to see us uh, really above the the majority of the teams that have won the MLS Cup over the past uh, ten years to start the season. So 
Uh, good signs. Should, probably should have mentioned that earlier, but uh, thought it was worth mentioning. Continue, sir. Yeah, no, absolutely. Recent run of form. It's a 2-0 loss to Nashville and a 1-1 draw to Chicago. Uh, as you heard last episode, the Nashville game I actually did watch, and uh, it wasn't good from a New York City perspective. They could not get the ball up the field. They were struggling through the midfield. They couldn't get any type of movement into their attackers. Pellegrini looked lost. Looked like he was wishing he was back in Miami. So, you know, uh, it's, it's still one of those teams, as much as I like to rip on them, you can't sleep on. As soon as you sleep on New York City, you're, you're, yep. you're in trouble. You. I mean, they could probably still loan in uh, – yeah, Tati for this game, or Sergio Aguero, or whatever <laughs> from the the thirty plus team Citigroup league they've got going on. So we'll, we'll buy a, a Holland for a game. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then exactly. we're sitting there thinking we're going to win, and all of a sudden we just hear Holland, Holland, da, 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 as he's running <laughs> down the field. <laughs> Jesus. Well, we do need we do need some sort of revenge for uh, for the three zero schlack and they gave us. In yeah. the uh, first round of the playoffs last year. So let's go, boys. Let's go get it. Yeah. I got to be honest, just going back to that fake, you know, situation. But if, if Drake even stopped one of Holland's shots, he deserves team of the week. Team of the week. It's done. It's Drake Allen. Yep. He wins that. So, uh, players to watch Tiago Andrade, uh, Santiago Rodriguez, James Sand, and Talis Magnos for me. Uh, would you add anybody to that list, sir? No, pretty strong. Uh, Magno's been struggling uh, a little bit, so um, this is this is time to do it. Yeah, but they uh, lost their. Uh, you know the the obviously losing Tati was was a massive deal. Um, Maxi Morales as well. So this is the uh, this is time to do it. So we we got it. Yeah, uh, let's let's do our always terrible match predictions, sir. Uh, what do you think this match is uh, bring for us? I think we're, you know, let's let's make it three in a row, two and zero. Oh. Seems to be the okay. number the the boys like, um, and I think we, you know, I, I think we can do it. I think they're struggling right now. The second game might be a different story later on in the season, but right now, unless a miracle happens, I think they're going to still be struggling uh, on on week three. So I'm going to go two. What are you thinking? All right, so take a seat and hold on to your uh, hold on to your hold on to your ass for this one. I'm going to go. 3-2 Inter-Miami. I'm taking into consideration the fact that it's going to pour in New York all day. It's supposed to be a slippery, nasty mess all day. You have to think that there's going to be some FIFA 23 cheese sliding into the back of the net at some point. And I think it's going to be either we get up three and we we kind of relax, or we, peep, we, 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 we kind of steal one right at the end. You know, um, I don't know. I, I think our back line is holding up well, and I could be totally wrong, and I'd be glad to be wrong. But just basing it off of everything that's going to – how things are supposed to play out weather-wise and all that, first time away from the heat of Miami, uh, you know, first time, you know, for some of these players getting up into the cold, nasty early spring days in New York, um, I'm going to go 3-2. So – uh, I think Kritzoff, McVeigh, and Robbie Taylor will probably be the most comfortable in that atmosphere. But we have a, a healthy, healthy number 
of um, people from South America who, yeah, do not like that that weather. So I, I was not taking the weather uh, into consideration, but I'm going to still stay firm on my 2-0. All right. Very good, sir. Well, moving on, other games that have caught my eye for this coming week. Uh, one that might not be on a lot of folks' radars, uh, Real Salt Lake versus Austin. Uh, I personally believe that both of these are potential contenders in the Western Conference. They're going to battle it out to get their season on track. Both of them have had, I wouldn't say necessarily poor starts, but you know, not ones that you know, RSL and Austin fans would be excited about. Uh, it's a tight all-time series with RSL leading 3-2. to two. Uh, and then we have LA Galaxy versus Sporting Kansas City uh, with El Trafico postponed uh, and the thumping that they took from FC Dallas in Week 2. The Galaxy really need a kickstart to their season, and they're looking to do it here against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, you know, Kansas City, they drew versus Colorado, and they had a 1-0 loss to Portland to open the season. So uh, I think if LA can get their their house in order they could definitely win that game um but if not i think the alarm bell starts sounding for galaxy uh and their fan base uh, what do you think jay uh so the games i'm interested in personally uh is going to be the seattle cincinnati game i think this would be a really good um test for seattle right they've started uh great two and oh but um, haven't played necessarily the best of teams and i think that cincinnati's got an attack that could give them a uh uh, a formidable um, showing, so uh, that, that's something that, that I'm interested in. Um, but that'll also, you know, kind of affect. You know, I, I would love to see Cincinnati beat Seattle because I'm going to see how high we can climb, how long we can stay up around the the you know the number one spot of the Eastern Conference, or if Seattle loses and we jump to to number one on the Supporter Shield. Uh, and the other one outside of that is going to be LAFC New England because New England uh, is is back playing well. Uh, LAFC maybe a little rougher start than they were wanting, but come on, that's the that's the MLS reigning MLS um, Cup champion. So I think that's going to be a, a pretty banging game. That's the only really standalone game that we're going to get, which is going to be on Sunday. Uh, so that'll be a you know a nice little game that we can take in and, and really enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a good thought. That's probably the only other game I'm truly going to get to watch this weekend is the LAFC. You know, as as I'm trying to relax in the hotel after the NYCFC game, I'm going to probably try to watch as much of the highlights as I can. But, uh, you know, it's definitely a good one. Uh, you could you could just have Riley drive you guys there, and then you can watch, you know, the Vancouver-Dallas game or Charlotte-Atlanta game on your phone if you want to, you know, have a – I. Don't see anything. A child wrong with driver. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing I hope, wrong. With I, hope, that. I hope your car is tinted. Uh, not well enough. <laughs> 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 Moving forward, uh, shocking, impressive, noteworthy headlines. Uh, St. Louis wins another. Um, it's kind of becoming a trend. It's 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 a welcome party for St. Louis. Everybody's gifting them the goals. They're just turning around needlessly passing it back to the St. Louis strikers and saying, here you go. Uh, you know, but jokes aside, St. Louis balled out against Charlotte. It was a three, one win for them. And then, uh, something I'm, I'm happy about cause I've always really liked him. Uh, Zilla Rayon is back. He propelled the crew past DC with two goals. Uh, let's be honest. He was overshadowed by some great midfielders last year. Uh, you know, Jordy, uh, Mihailovic was definitely arguably one of the best, if not the best. Alejandro Pozuelo was one of the better ones. Um, you know, Jerusi was sitting up there. Obviously, Handy Mukhtar 
you know, yep. so a lot of I mean, yep, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of competition for him. Uh, and he that. announced, you know, he announced his intentions with the Braves versus DC. Uh, definitely, again, glad to see him back. And, and that the goal third, was uh, the one of those goals. I don't know if it was the first or the second one, but it was a beautiful, beautiful goal. Also, one of the contenders up for MLS goal of the week. Yeah. Absolutely. He's not going to win it. Robbie Taylor all day long. Uh, the third one, though, Jay, I didn't put in here because it was uh, well after I finished this outline up. Shocking. Let's talk ESPN power rankings. Good. Sir. Yeah. So I wasn't sure where we we're going to throw it in. And then I had the same thought. I was like, yeah, that, you know, what? let's throw it in here. It's pretty shocking. So I'm glad, glad we yeah. are on the same page just without even speaking. Is that, that, that telepathy? So, yes. So if you have not checked out the ESPN power rankings, Philly Union is still number one. Somehow, even with Seattle winning, they're still number one. And I'm not even going to give the writer the credit of using his name on our podcast because I'm currently under his skin and living rent-free in his head. But he wrote, on one hand, Philly lost to Miami. On the other hand, they were still the better team, pointing at Philly. And then he says, and gestures at all of last season for all of Philly's accomplishments, like it matters this season. Yeah, what? No, just hanging on to the past, right? Hanging on to the yeah. past. It's a new season, and I, I don't know how long you know you can do that for. Obviously, I mean, they, they just one loss on there. They're still a really good team, but is it fair to have them above, say, Seattle right now? And I don't, I don't think you can, you can do that. I mean, some of these teams are, are a little high on here, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, and then, as La Familia does, when we're unified, we stick up for our team through and through. Uh, definitely, you know, not going overboard, went after this guy on Twitter, kind of tearing down his terrible takes left and right. Um, the one that hit me the most were this guy, the the guy who wrote this post for ESPN, didn't even respond to. Uh, one of the guys commented on our post saying, no, I took issue with your observation that Philly was the better team against Miami despite trailing most of the night, being outplayed per Jim Curtin, and losing 2-0. So mm-hmm. it just, it's going to be one of those seasons where the folks who really don't want to see us on the rise are going to come out and, and vocalize that or just not give us the credit we deserve. But... Or did he even on, watch man. the game? Like, I, I don't know. Was he maybe just no. watching the whip around? Like, did, did this guy go back and watch every single game before he made this list? Because he's got Inter Miami to 11th, right? And yep. one of the four teams who were able to win the first two games. Um, and you know, he, what, what do you say here? The, the results say Miami is a contender, especially after they beat Philly this weekend. The eye test isn't quite as convincing, but those points last forever. It's like. I mean, I, I get it. We have three seasons of really poor play. Well, I'll say two and a half seasons of a pretty poor play. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, ESPN always is the one that, you know, everyone still will, will look at it, but I feel like MLS is the more credible one and, and, and certainly the one that has made me happier in the past because they always seem to favor Miami just a little bit more. Nothing like, you know, really favor us, but I just feel like the, they give us more credit when it's due than uh, a lot of the other outlets do. So. I know what that's all about, and again, I mentioned a little bit earlier, but even on ESPN's Eastern standings, they've got uh, New England ahead of, of Miami, and you know, I don't really care if you want to start with the Inter or start with the Miami, but both those letters come before N in the uh, English alphabet, so ESPN just kind of, you know, pissed me off a little bit, but, you know, I sent it to you, and we, we, we laughed, and we're like, hey, let's have some fun with this, so, you know, hey, here we are. 
Oh, I'm glad you had fun with it because I was too busy tearing into somebody's soul. No, <laughs> yeah, I was just reading the comments. <laughs> I was just, I was just gonna see what, see, see the work of, 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 of the community. It was great. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, again, respect your decision. I, if he would have gone out and said, uh, I believe Philly had, you know, I don't know, if it would have looked like he had watched any part of the game and put some thought into what he was saying, I wouldn't have had an issue with it. But to just point at last season and say, yeah, that's why. This this is why right here. Like, this, this is why. Like, cool. All right. And then when we immediately started talking about not, like, we haven't given up a goal, he started going off about teams last year who didn't give up a goal through a couple games and then had to say that, to remind us the NYCFC dog quote unquote dog walked us out of the playoffs. So it sounds like somebody who just got, you know, behind the keyboard because he knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody is required to write an article once a week to keep mm-hmm. his, uh, keep his allowance coming in. So is what it is. We are moving forward to team news. Um, not necessarily team news. I would say, cause you already covered the MLS team of match day two, uh, something to keep your eye on. If you are a footy fan, the CCL starts this week. Uh, it is not available on MLS season pass. You'll have to catch it on Fox sports one, two or Fox soccer. Plus I have to say, I thought Fox soccer was a thing of the past. I thought it died off because I used to have the app and I didn't think it was active still. So, you learn something new every day. Uh, qualified teams, Austin, LAFC, the adopted children from up north in Orlando, Philadelphia Union, and Vancouver. Uh, Jay, you going to be partaking in any CCL action, sir? Of course, man. Why? I mean, what else do I have to do, right? I mean, mid midweek midweek footy is is what we need. Um, the MLS is not going to. I mean, I think they're going to have a, a, a few um midweek games throughout the season if i'm not mistaken but for the most part they're all going to be 7 30 on saturday so they can do their whip around show so you know i got uh i got ucl tomorrow i'm gonna watch chelsea come back down one to dortmund staying positive <laughs> and uh and yeah then, then we'll watch the the ccl because you know that's what we got to do and we and, and i like the 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 CCL because I find myself just supporting the MLS teams just because, you know, outside of last year, they never won the, uh, the CONCAF champions league. So I'll be a supporter of, of all of the MLS teams outside of Mickey mouse and, um, hope Tigres takes them down. Yeah. I honestly said, if there's any way, shape or form that the union end up playing Tigres and it's out in Chester, I, I would probably go and see, you know, it's a CCL match. Why not? You mm-hmm. know, and I know it's, mm-hmm. oh, he's going to go see a union match. Huh? But you know, it is, um, but you know, it's, it's Tigres, it's union, it's CCL, you know, it's a good time. And, uh, you know, it's not like I'm going to be watching anything midweek because I'm, uh, still a little shell shocked from Sunday's shellacking of the premier oh, league yeah. So yeah. I'm, i didn't uh, know about that till uh, way too late yeah yeah i i watched it and yeah i'm a little hurt but it's you know right. what it's all right moving forward jay guess what time it is you bringing it back oh we're bringing it back for 2023 right. baby it is time for Don't only hurt my fans. brain too much i barely no, have I'm anything trying. left right now i'm gonna hurt your brain so hard all right oh. So actually, it's not too bad this week. Um, 
you know, if you're part of our Discord community, we always look for the fans to engage with us, uh, generally on Twitter as well. But, you know, with my schedule, I fell asleep and totally missed Twitter. So, my bad, guys. I do apologize. Jump in on our Discord. Join the conversation. Have some fun. It's always a laugh. Unless you're talking to me about United on game day, then you will find yourself in timeout. Anyways, Jay, non-biased opinion. Where do you see Inter-Miami in the power rankings? Non-biased in the power rankings? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with like a a seven. That's where I'd have them. I I, I think I I I mentioned you earlier. Like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't surprised that uh, ESPN wouldn't have us in like the top five. Still very early in the season. But if we're talking about the power rankings for this season, then we have to be in the top 10. So I'll I'll go with like a a seven Uh, at, 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 at worst, in my okay. unbiased opinion, my unbiased, I had him honestly sitting at around five. I, I wanted to say four, I wanted to say six, so I just leveled it straight out of five. You know, they're they're there. We're we're getting there, uh, knocking on the door. But honestly, it's gonna it's gonna hurt to say this, but I think if we go out and have to play a team like Seattle, even in the form we're at right now, we we would get humbled. A little bit. Yeah, and, and um, that's kind of my thing. It's like Montreal, um, I don't think they're really g- going to be a great team this year. Um, Philly, you know, it was a home game, and we were really riding the high from the first week. So, you know, if, if we go, if we win this third game against NYCFC or win the, you know, win the fourth game or, or have a good result, maybe draw against Toronto or something like that, then, yeah, it would need to be top five uh, for me to, to think there's any fairness in this world. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would definitely say I think we're pretty on par. I mean, obviously, we're not sitting here clamoring for number one like we talked about, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think five um, to seven is good range right now, honestly. I'm just going to do this for Callie because he wants me to ask this question to you. Do you think right. ESPN is smoking something special right now? <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe I wasn't aware that that uh, ESPN writer was uh, was down with me somewhere in the Dominican and, and hurt his brain as well. Ah, uh-huh. well, we will leave that on there before too many people ask questions. All right. Um, one of the boys from the battered Herons asks, where does Campana fit when he comes back? So that's going to be the, the issue, right? Is, is it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Do you really need to go to up top? If Joseph isn't having, the success he he needs right now, um, maybe he comes back and we start Campania, right? Maybe it's it's more situational, um, depending on how tall the defenders are, right? I would love to see both of them play together. We also do know uh, Joseph can play on the wings, and and, and we could just have uh, Campania up top. But uh, I think we're either going to see some sort of heavy rotation, basically every game, if we want to keep this formation, um, or we'll have to rotate into you know, two at the top with uh, probably, I'd imagine, Stefanelli back in that cam roll. So you would would you say Stefanelli back in that cam roll, or would you like to see Bryce get more burn at the cam roll? Or, 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 do you see Pizarro going to the cam roll with Robbie Taylor on the wing? So my thing is, I've been so adamant on this for so long, going back to season one, Pizarro doesn't want to play cam. He's a, he's He likes the left side. He's a winger. So I would... I want to keep him as happy as I can. Um, I, I think we have some good options, right? Like if if 
Bryce is is ready for a full ninety minutes and can make those impacts, and then yes, or we'll see some sort of mixture of, of Stefanelli and uh, Duke up top. But I, I think for now, Pizarro will stay more and on the left side. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I would agree with you as well. Or the I, right side. I mean, we do rotate. Our, you know, we do like to play out of position. So what? What do I know? I mean, we had a right winger at right wing back. Anyways, getting past that, uh, Jay, are you sold on Coco yet? Uh, if he can stay healthy, yeah. I mean, I I, I like it. I, I think he's he's got speed. Um, he, he, if I recall correctly, like he he did score some goals uh, at his previous clubs, but he's more of uh, a creation maker, right? And um, I think that uh, it's good to go ahead and, and get a, a a goal in the second game of the season. Uh, so yeah, I am sold on him. Um, I think, will he remain a starter for the rest of the season? It depends. I mean, at some point, we're going to need Robbie Taylor and kind of as a, a tried and true striker. I hope your mouth, your hand's not covering your mouth because I made some mistake. Uh, but yeah, what I say? I love Coco. I don't know, man. That's a horrible. God bless it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure why. It looks like the feed just froze out, but I am still here. I, I was oh, I, thought I, I, I thought I said something you, stupid, uh, and you're just standing there with your no. eyes closed and your hand over your mouth. Okay, good. Nah, I'm sorry. You were putting me to sleep with your love for Coco. Uh, honestly, for me, it's one of those things where, yeah, I'm, I'm glad Coco got on the sheet. I'm glad we're not showing that he's a wasted signing. I'm glad that we are utilizing him, but at the same time, I don't see him fitting in super well if you know yes if martinez finds his form capana finds his form uh borgelin can show that he's still on his goal scoring run so you know we'll see i i i like, it'll come down to the formation and i think coco, if, if robbie taylor's fully healthy that he's probably gonna be the starter but i still think coco could get could play a, you know almost every game either as a starter or be subbed on i you know we get a 90 minutes each game who knows but it's the MLS man. Anything can happen. And, and the yep. dude has the European experience. So I'm happy right now. I can't complain right now. Yeah. No, I mean, again, I'm, I'm 50, 50. We'll see. It's what it is. Um, last question. It would not be a Miami podcast without asking this question, sir. Why would a team want Busquets when right now Mota and Gregory are playing at a high level? Um, because they, because that's what Messi says he wants. And if Messi says he wants one of his homies to come over, then yeah, let's, let's take Busquets. I, I don't want Busquets by himself. I'm only taking them as a package deal. If Messi is like, Oh, I'll come regardless. I don't care if Busquets comes. I don't want Busquets, but if that's, if that's what has to happen, that's fine. And I saw some wild kind of outlandish rumor, but Hey, crazier things have happened that, that maybe uh, Angel Di Maria might be coming over. And uh, what's that noise? Was that me or you? Uh, yeah, no, that's my fault. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, was... all good. But yeah, I heard some some wild uh, wild rumor. So if you know we can have Messi and Di Maria, like I think Di Maria still got some skills. He just had a hell of a goal, like what a week ago uh, with Juventus. Um, yeah. So we'll see, man. But no, I don't want Busquets by himself. I'll tell you that much. Got to be honest, I have a uh, hate-hate relationship for Angel Di Maria. Uh, he came to United, played like trash, yep. went away, played like a superstar. So I shouldn't yep. say hate-hate. I just, you know, got a little PTSD with him signing up. But, um, yeah, I think 
we are done, sir. I think we have run out of things to talk about this week. I'm falling asleep at the wheel. We've got work in here about an hour, so. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah kind of. Well, uh, sorry if I sound terrified, but thank you everyone to listening. As always, shout out to La Familia and the community. You guys are the real MVPs in here, and you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast and on Instagram at Podcast. Uh, also, make sure you check out the other shows that are now in the universe, Away Days and Trav Chats, and then coming sooner than we all realize, F2S. You'll know more about what that stands for down the road. Make sure you join our awesome Discord, man. I missed it. I mean, it was kind of on another planet, but I missed it. And uh, looking forward to being back that week, or this week, rather. My brain is shutting down on me. I need to go get another night's sleep before I stumble into my office and try and be productive. So, as we end every single episode, as always, vamos, Miami. Vamos, Miami. <laughs>